indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to do a little bit of hashtag smack my picks up, UFC 236 edition. And ladies and gentlemen, my name is Proteus. I will be here with you all night. I'm here joined by the usual cast of characters from the international studios of Amp Radio. That's right, the ever-defrosting streets of Brantford, Ontario. As I mentioned, we are here to discuss UFC 236. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are also going to do, as we do every week, main event, co-main event, everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight, Fight of the Night. And then I think, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get into a little news and notes. Digress and get right into it, DJ Tony. Let's go to the first lady of Amp Radio. If you don't know her and you don't love her, you will, because she's the life of the party. It's Pam from North Carolina. Almost unofficially, officially beach season here. Officially, unofficially beach season. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's now beach season again. I saw that Paul was out there the other day taking some pretty pictures. Yeah, he goes, um, his little ritual is he he goes to the beach about 6 o'clock in the morning and gets a coffee and watches the sunrise. Well, that sounds like a good ritual to me. I'll tell you what now. Mm, Isn't it nice? Mm, I'm not getting up. (laughs) That's all right, you Hey, y'all. Happy Thursday. Well, it's not Thursday. Happy it's Thursday. And let me just say something real quick. <laughs> um, I watched the bare knuckle fights the other night. Uh, Had a blast. Had a blast. Blast. Uh, anyways, let's move on oh. to the next cast of characters. Casual. Casual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the main man himself. That's what I mean. The boss man himself. The original B-boy, Pam. It's Tony time. Let's do it. Hey, DJ! You know what? I got to give it up to Pam. I did watch the Bare Knuckle FC5. Why, Proteus? Because we had two show favorites. Jason the Kid Knight, who Pam got on the show, and Chase Sherman, who Pam got on the show. So shout out to Mississippi. Well, they were both fighting out of the Mississippi mean, right? I mean, that's where the, the fight card was, so... You got to have those guys on the card. It was fun. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'm glad you guys enjoyed yourself while you were watching that. Uh, let's go ahead and throw to the starter show. Hopefully he's got something better to throw onto this. Deep down the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. Marco from Waco, brother. Oh, man, two years, brother, I didn't know what's where Marco fighting. I was WrestleMania. And I oh, wow. That was of my life that I never get him back. Never get him back. <laughs> <laughs> I was Brock Lesnar, lose his universal title to Seth Rollins. What that means? It means that he may not come to the US. Who the fuck is that guy? And Ronda Rousey lost to the man, Becky Lynch. And what that means? Ronda Rousey's going to get all depressed and don't, not go back to wrestling anymore. She won't talk to the <laughs> WWE press. Oh, my goodness. Ah, oh, let's talk some MMA for crying out loud. I don't care. 
Absolutely, because that stuff is garbage. All right, guys, let's go ahead and throw to it. Uh, DJ Tony, you can go ahead and cue the music. To the main event we go. In the lightweight division, that's right. I said lightweight. Max Holloway versus the Diamond. Justin Poirier. Goodness gracious. I think this one's going to be a slobber knocker, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go ahead and give everyone the odds before I throw to Marco from Waco. Brother, Max Holloway coming at us at a minus 210. And, of course, let's, let's, let's remember that Max Holloway, I believe Marco is on an 11-fight 11 11 win streak against Dustin the Diamond Poirier, who's been fighting his way through this division. Max Holloway, of course, moving up from 145 pounds, trying to be the champ, intern champ, Marco, against Dustin Poirier right now at five dimes at a plus 175. What you got going on here in the main event, brother? UFC 236. Holy shit! I love this fight! I love this freaking fight! Holy yeah. shit! Thank you, MMA Cup. Let's nobody get hurt. Let's nobody test positive for anything. Let's nobody freaking get uh, into a freaking production cable. Everybody freaking get wrapped out of and, and, like that foil freaking paper and, 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 and bubble wrap. So this fight, please can happen. <laughs> But, uh, dude, this fight's so good. It's <laughs> so good. And uh, we knew a long time ago that Max was going to go up because, you know, the Wakers are getting too too hard for him to 145, even though he looks fantastic on his last outing against Brian Ortega. Probably is the best performance ever, breaking the record for more more freaking significant strikes in a round. Yep. Over 100 strikes on round four, man. Holy crap, poor Brian Ortega. But... And on the other end, we got that, that Dustin the Diamond Poirier, who has been a perennial contender, not only on featherweight, but a lightweight. And, of course, Dustin Poirier beat Max Holloway seven years ago on the Max Holloway fight that he took on short notice, 20 years old. He was super green. The fight, if anybody's making any prediction because of that fight, lose my number. Because that fight doesn't mean anything now. <laughs> Poirier was ranked number four in the world as a featherweight at the time. And, and, and Holloway was, like, coming out of high school. So, lose my number, you're, you're thinking that five minutes anything. Now, these two guys, on the prime of their career, they're on their physical prime, uh, you get everything you want on a fight. Two guys that go to war, high output, high fight IQ. Uh, they, they, you know they, they, they're going to freaking put up a show. It's going to be outstanding technique. All that said, i got to go with the blessed one. Max Holloway not only beat Jose Aldo the best featherweight ever, you know, and he didn't do it in 13 seconds. He twice schooled Jose Aldo and then demolished Brian Ortega. He, he did what he did to Cup Swanson. The resume speaks for himself. Dustin Poirier, pretty good fighter. Don't get me wrong. In any other circumstance, I would be rooting for Dustin Poirier because I think he should be a champion, but he's going against Max Holloway that I consider. If not the, the top two pound-for-pound fighter in the planet. Uh, Max gets stronger as the fight goes over along. So in the first round, he'll download information. By the second round, he'll start putting it on you. By the time the fourth round hits, he has hit you with so many punches and so many combinations that your body is basically demolished. I'm going to pick Max Holloway with a late fourth-round TKO 
and the new you see interim champ interim champ champ interim Max Holloway. All right. I mean, you make good points, and of course, Marco, as uh, you had alluded to, uh, you know, Max will not have to, you know, cut a bunch of weight to get down to 145. You said we knew this was coming, Pam. You know, Marco said mm-hmm. we knew this was coming. You know, uh, Max bust Holloway. They've got him down. Pam is number four uh, in the lightweight division. Again, I just think that this UFC. Uh, ranking system, especially on this new site, uh, when people are moving up and down, is a little wonky. Uh, Dustin Di- uh, Dustin Poirier, the Diamond, of course, number three. And I, I'm going to throw you maybe your your uh, you, what you're going to say into a, a, a little array here. But I think you know Max Holloway is going to be the taller fighter. Of course, he's five eleven. Dustin Poirier coming in at five nine. And Marco makes good points, Pam. You know. Dustin, you know, this is the closest he's ever been sniffing a title, you know, and, and the strongest he's looked. What do you got going on here in the main event uh, of UFC 236, Pammy? Okay, I'm, I'm kind of, well, this is going to be a great fight. And I'm going to be watching by myself because everybody's going to be out of, out. So I'm going to watch all by myself in my pajamas. Um, right on. Max Sounds Holloway. Great. I mean, this is, the, he is the epitome of a champion. He has class. Um, he is just probably the nicest person you will ever meet. Both of these guys. I, I think it's so refreshing that you haven't heard a bunch of, you know, the, the BS and shit. And I just think, I, I just like how they've really respect, been respectful to each other. Because that stuff is, to me, it's old already. Um, now, you said Maxie was on a 11-win streak. I had him down on a 13-win streak. Keep in mind, his last four wins have been by – is that right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so his last four wins by TKO. I, I think what's, what's the positive for him is he is not going to have any weight-cutting issues going up. Now, you have Dustin Poirier. Um, he's on an eight-win streak. His last two wins are by KOTKO. Um, he is, uh, on the plus, he is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. But keep in mind, Brian Ortega was also a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And although Dustin Poirier has gotten better, Max Holloway has also gotten better. So I don't think it's going for. I'm going a third-round TKO Max Holloway and new. All right, fair enough. Um, I just I just had a image pop into my head with something that Marco said that we should wrap everybody in in bubble wrap. DJ Tony, um, I think that uh, that would make the embedded show a little bit more interesting, don't you think, DJ Tony? If we had everybody wrapped in bubble bubble wrap before oh, that would uh, the be fight, fun. I would be well, down. You know what? <laughs> absolutely, a- absolutely. But but you know you know what Luke Thomas says about that, right? Hickory dickory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Luke. I do know that about him. You know, you know, Thanks, Luke. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sum this up easy, guys. Max Holloway has four straight, four straight TKOs to Anthony Pettis, who at one time was a damn good fighter. Shout out to Anthony Pettis because at one time I honestly thought he was the greatest in in. Uh, in, in the lightweight division, beat Jose Aldo twice, guys, and we saw what happened, like Marco said, beat Brian Ortega, who I thought was 
you know, if if I thought Max Holloway was going to have weight issues with those guys and he'd finish them, what do you think he's going to do when once he doesn't have to count the cut those ten extra pounds? So I want to sum it up. I like both of these guys, like Pam was saying. I think both are are, are pretty cool guys. Um, my my wife seems to really like Dustin Poirier, but I'm going to sum it up in this, guys. I think it's going to go eleven seconds. Eleven. Exactly. Really? 11 seconds in the second round. Max Holloway is going to finish Dustin Poirier and send him back to where he belongs, which is middle of the road. I like Dustin, man, but he can't. Wow. He can't fight. He's not at Max Holloway's level right now. Assuming they're both healthy, assuming they both take the the, the fight seriously, it's all Max Holloway. So Max Holloway. 11. 11 seconds in the second round. Okay. TKO, KO, what do you got? Fuck you, Cody. TKO. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was a message. That was a message from TJ Dillashaw's uh, pharmacist. Um, yes. <laughs> TKO, second round. All right, guys. Listen, I think you guys are underestimating the diamond on this one. Uh, I know that Max Holloway is a very talented fighter, and I know that he. Um, is used to fighting guys that are, are lighter than him or that uh, he has to come down to meeting. Uh, we also know that Dustin Poirier is a, is a fairly strong wrestler and probably stronger than Max Holloway at this particular point because we don't really see Max wrestling, but that doesn't mean that his wrestling game isn't on point. So I, from what we've seen in front of us, if the fight needs to go somewhere, it needs if it needs to go to the ground, I think Dustin Poirier is capable of doing that. Um, what, if, is he going to be able to get his hands on Max Holloway because Max is very erratic? It's going to come down to a, 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 a game of footwork, guys, I believe, in this particular fight. Um, if Dustin Poirier is you know, going to get sucked into uh, the game that he has been known for in the past, but not in recent uh, times because he has been very uh, technical, he's been very... Uh, disciplined in his boxing game and it has showed dividends because he does have big power of course Max is going to have bigger power as well coming up weighing a little bit more but I think Dustin Poirier is going to be able to get this stuff done guys I think it's not going to be easy though I think Max is going to be able to pour it on early onto Dustin pitter patter pitter patter get out the way but I think Dustin Poirier is going to be able to catch up with Max Holloway at some point and land some big leather on his his uh, his chin, and again, I think the people will take losses from from a guy who's a champion and and apply them to the record and go, oh, he's not that great. No, Max is going to be that great. I think this is going to be a litmus test for Max Holloway, and if he's able to get back past Dustin Poirier, guys, like you guys have been able to say in easy uh, fashion, I think that. That bodes well for him at 155, but I think that Dustin Poirier is going to be a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger, have a little bit of a a better wrestling game if that needs to happen, and take uh, Max into a place where he doesn't necessarily want to be. I'm going to take uh, Dustin Poirier, the diamond. Uh, I'm going to take him in the fourth as well, Marco. I think it's going to be a feeling out process for both guys. Uh, Fourth round, I'm going to take him by TKO. Dustin Poirier. Alternative facts. Yeah, indeed. Could be. I mean, could be, man. But you know what? I think 
I, I, we've had this conversation on the show many times, DJ Tony, about how you don't think Dustin Poirier has improved over the years. I think he has. Um, I, I think this this is the closest he's ever been to a championship, and I think he he can feel it, man. I think he's I, he's doing. Maybe that's me. Uh, uh, Marco, I think maybe that's me, you know, kind of rooting for the, the guy that should get it done. But, hey, what are you going to do, guys? Let's move on. DJ Tony, you can go ahead and cue that music if you'd like. To the middleweight division we go, of course. The second interim title on this particular fight card. You've got Kelvin. Uh, uh, I want to be a welterweight. Uh, Gaslam against Israel. Um, the last style bender or the style bender. Uh, number four, Calvin Gastelum against number five, Israel Adesanya. And, of course, guys, uh, we had a little back and forth at the end of Israel Adesanya's last fight. Um, you know, Calvin Gastelum standing in the background with the belt. We mentioned this on the show before, but, Pammy, let's get into it mm-hmm. here. Uh, let me get, before you get okay, into it, let's okay. get, get these odds going on here. We've got um, Israel Adesanya at a minus 175 against your boy, Calvin Gastelum. I like a taco or two. At plus one hundred one fifty five, what you got, Pammy? All righty. Okay, this fight to me it's kind of interesting because there's so much hype around this fight, going around this fight. You know, Israel and and uh, Kelvin. Um, keep in mind, okay, both of these guys have only gone five rounds one time, right. one time. Um, Kelvin um, has a win over Bisping, who was coming off of a uh, Big loss to GSP three weeks prior. He has losses to Weidman, Magni, and Woodley. All of them are wrestlers. And you've got Israel Adesanya. I don't know how to say his name, but this dude is six foot four with an eighty inch reach. Um, Kelvin is five foot nine with a seventy one point five. So this is seventy two inch reach. Um, but you know what? I have an issue with is um, his fight resume. He has wins from fighters that were all coming off of losses. Um, Adesanya Who's fight does. resume? Sorry. Okay, thank uh, you. Adesanya. Adesanya. And even um, when he went into uh, that, the haughty uh, Marvin Vittori, the Italian guy, that was a split five-round decision with Brad Tavares. Derek Brunson, who had just been knocked out, he, he, you know, he beat him. He beat Anderson Silva, who, who's got four losses under him. So I'm not really sold on him. And so... I don't know, man. He's got that reach advantage, which is not always a good thing. But both of these guys, it's like they're, they're fighting resumes. They're kind of, if you look at it on paper, it's like, well, I don't know, you know. Uh, you know what? But I'm going with Gastelum. Taco Tuesday okay. Gastelum, man. I, I think um, <laughs> I haven't decided. I'm still, seriously, I'm, I'm still, I'm going gun to my head. Uh, let's see. I'm going to take Gastelum with, with the TKO. Uh, the five rounder, it's going three rounds TKO. Another third round TKO for me, Gastelum. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> what did he say? Hey, ride the crazy train, man. All right. So, uh, That's all you had to say. DJ Tony, I think, uh, you know, Pam's skepticism of Israel Adesanya right now, I, uh, I don't know. It could be well placed, but do you think that uh, Kelvin Gaslam uh, can hang with the big boys? I mean, this is kind of the reason Kelvin didn't want to move up because of the bigger, longer, taller guys um, that might be able to kick him in the head. 
now, listen, I'm sure Marco is going to bring up the wrestling game of Calvin Gasolum. So let's bring that up right now, DJ Tony, and say, you know, maybe Calvin has the advantage there. What do you got going on here in the co-main event, uh, co-main event DJ Tony? You know what? Every single time that I've gone against Calvin Gastelum, he's won. Every single time. And every single time I've gone, I remember when I used to go against Bobby Knuckles, hit it, Marco. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Knuckles. Bobby Knuckles. He won. <laughs> right. So, but the thing is, guys, right. I, and I've been, Bobby Knuckles. I've been doubting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I've been doubting Gastelum since since his days at, in the Tough House, and you know what? I'm going to doubt him again, you guys, because yes, he is the legend killer. Yes, he's beaten the likes of Johnny Hendricks. This is post barbecue Johnny Hendricks. Oh, um, wow. Lost to, to Tyron Woodley. Lost to Neil, Neil Magny, who's long. Neil Magny's ground game, of course, is a lot better than than uh, than Izzy's, but. You know, the no contest with Vitor, okay. You know, uh, apparently, you know, it was Taco. Uh, it was 420 at the Taco truck. But, you know, <laughs> obviously lost to Chris Weidman. Beat an aging Bisping. Beat an aging Ronaldo Souza. I don't know, guys. I just see Izzy as his time. Pam's right about his fight resume. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to doubt Kelvin again, so I'm going with Israel Adesanya with, I got, you know what, I can't see them going five, oh, man, okay. here's, the, here's where I get lost, I can't see them going five, so, um, but I'm going to go via decision, I can't finish, you know what, how about this, TKO Izzy in the, uh, over Gastelum. What round? In the third, third. Okay, all right. You and Pam, same same uh, method and round, different fighters. All right, guys, so this is very interesting. Okay, you've got a guy in Kelvin Gastelum moving up, you know, in weight division uh, from welterweight, always been a little bit on the thick side for welterweight, as we could say. Um, had a little problem with uh, 185 at some point as well, so let's not go there either, I guess. But uh, look, if Israel Adesanya is able to work his game, keep Calvin Gastelum where he needs to keep him, and you know uh, just have good takedown defense, I think that Israel gets this done. I mean, we uh, he is very young in the UFC. Uh, Kelvin, I don't know, he kind of uh, was going off about Israel hasn't fought anybody, yada yada yada. But he, I mean, against. Uh, in sorry, in his last fight, he Israel looked good. I mean, I, again, he was being a little bit tentative because, of course, he was he was fighting uh, you know legendary figure. I think that Israel is going to be able to show out on this one. Uh, hopefully, he's been able to adjust to the um, the time difference and, and is able to fight at his best. I'm going to take Israel out of Sanya as well, DJ uh, Tony. And uh, I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take him earlier, earlier than you. I think if if this gets done, it gets done early by Israel, and um, it gets done uh, in the second round. TKO. Uh, All right, Marco, it's your turn to go ahead and and give us the voice of reason. What you got, brother? So, granted that I am impressed with Israel Adesanya's striking prowess. Yeah. But 
Melvin Gastelum has yet to lose to a striker. The only three losses he got has been against wrestlers or grapplers. Everybody's always got to go, though, Marco. Yeah, yeah. Magny, Adam Goodley, and Chris Wyman. Then he has beat other elite uh, grapplers like Jacare. Jacare. Uh, <laughs> he knocked out the There you go. Uh, <laughs> he beat out the former champion, Michael Bispin. Whether you, regardless of the fact that, that he just lost to George Sapir, he knocked him out. He uh, uh, knocked out Johnny Hendricks, knocked out Vito Belfort before they, 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 they gave him the no contest for marijuana use. So, uh, and remember that the next big thing coming out of the Ultimate Fighter was Uriah Hall, a tall, lanky, you know, out of this world striker that was knocking everybody out with flash and passage. I he freaking derailed that train too. I'm not gonna underestimate Gelvin Gastelum, man. The guy once had a chin, two hacks power, and three had the wrestling and the Greek and the cardio to to make it a fight. If Israel Adesanya is not able to freaking get, get he's gonna have to use a lot of footwork. We can never see on a five round fight, you know. Uh, I, I Who Israel? He he went. Didn't he go five rounds with, in his last fight? No, that was a three-rounder with freaking Anderson Silva. Oh, that's right. It was a three-rounder. It was a right. three-rounder. My bad. Yeah. It, wasn't, it was not uh, championship rounds. Yeah. I'm going to put my money on Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, I think he's going to pressure, pressure, pressure. It's going to be a tough fight. But he's going to grind a decision out of this fight. Upset everybody because everybody's okay. okay. I'm uh, but I know, I'm not going to talk to the guys a lot. I, I'm going with the live dog here. The odds are really close, as you notice. As you notice, uh, Israel is not a, a heavy future favorite. So yeah. I'm going to give. A, I'm going to get Kelvin Gastelum on a 48-47 a split decision. It's going to be controversial too. One judge is going to give it to Israel, and two judges are going to give it to Kelvin Gastelum. There you go. Right, I think I think that the odds, as you mentioned, kind of. <laughs> I love it. I think that the odds kind of reinforce Marco what we're saying. That uh, we don't know what's going to happen here. We don't know where Israel is at. So, uh, very good breakdown. Let's go to everyone's favorite Chakaray. segment of the show: Shockeray Spotlight Fight out of the Night. DJ Tony, we throw to you. I know we've got uh, a mystery on our hands and what you're going to throw to on your spotlight at Fight of the Night, but go ahead, brother. Shock the world. You know, there is no mystery. I keep looking at this Brandon Davis versus Randy Costa, <laughs> and I think that's certainly the spotlight fight of the night. I, I mean, I've missed, I've missed, I missed folks. Sorry. <laughs> We're going with um, Don't Call Me Lauren Mueller. Versus Poliana Botello, shocker. We are certainly not cueing the music at all, but that's where I'm going. Oh. Um, and I'm going with Poliana Botello finishing Lauren Mueller in the third. With, okay. uh, you know what? Let's go uh, ground and pound, and not in a good way. <laughs> okay, so we're going second round TKO for you? A third round TKO. Oh, okay, thank you. Sorry, I just 
yeah, the comedy is so thick on that one. I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to recap. Okay. Uh, I'm not ready, Pam. So why don't we throw to you, Pam? <laughs> what do you got? Spotlight for the night. All right. Cue the music. Oh, Pony? Are we, are we cueing Pony? Mm, pony. Fucking, I've heard right. of ponies. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Mustangs. I don't care. Alan Jobon oh, wow. versus Dwight Grant. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, man, yeah. you guys know I, I love Ellen Jobon. There not, it is. Just, not is he only just very good looking. I love his style. Not of only. I, I, not only. He is, to, to me, I tell you, he is art in motion. Everything he does so technical. He's just beautiful to watch. Um, anyway, oh. second round TKO because I need to get, um, I need to wash my face. But uh, second round TKO for wow. me, Alan Gilbarn. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. That was awesome. Marco, uh, oh. I'm still not ready for that. Apparently, I need to wash my face as well. So go ahead, Marco. What's your spotlight for the night? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go out to the UFC Fight Pass prelims, the oh. fight Cortis Blender versus Bala Mohammed for the name. Yep. Uh, so, I remember that he pool on the ground of his last fight. The fight didn't last long. But that's okay. This fight is tailor made for him. Because Balamo is not going to take him down. He's going to stand up with him. And that is so my spoiler for the night comes from the USC Fight Pass prelims, the feature fight, Cortis Malender versus Balam Mohamed. Remember the name. I'm picking Cortis Malender because we know, we know Cortis Malender got choked out like in no time on his last fight. But this is not going to be a fight that is going to go to the ground. Balam Mohamed is more than willing to trade on the feet. Uh, Cortis Melander is a longer ranger fighter. That is where he shines. So I'm going to pick up Cortis Melander on a, on a fighter that's going to be a three-rounder. Bala Mohammed is tough as nails, but he's too willing to load up on his punches and, and just swing for the fences. So I'm going to pick Cortis Melander with a 30-27 unanimous decision. Okay. You know, I was very tempted to go with uh, the Max Griffin fight here for my spotlight fight of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I was also very interested in the Ovis St. Prue fight because that's going to be a good fight, guys. Mm-hmm. You know me. Well, There's now that DJ Tony's got that music flowing, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with Ovin St. Prue versus uh, Nika Krylov. I'm going to take OSP. Um, I know Krylov is. You know, just coming back in, he got a loss in his last one, I believe. So, uh, you know, we're all staring at him going, uh, was this guy really anything? Uh, and he is. You know, so um, I'm still going to take OSP because you know me. And uh, I'm going to take uh, OSP um, by OSP. Is it going to be a do a one two? That's what I'm talking about. He's gonna do no, no. He's gonna do an OSP. He's gonna do an OSP. No, we're calling it an OSP right now. It no longer is a long flu. It's an OSP, and we're gonna. He's, there we go. 
I'm just going to call it an OSP from now on. And I'm going to take him uh, by that in a second. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, we're here. What are we we're talking about? We're running out of time. We're talking about practice. Uh, we're swif- swiftly running out of time, so let's get into the news and notes, uh, if you can. What's going on out here? All right, let's throw to the news. Uh, there's a little snake in the grass right there. Hey, little boy. Exactly. So, we're talking about the little snake in the grass, of course. Uh, we had talked about this previously on a previous show, you know, when TJ uh, Dillashaw was flagged by USADA. Uh, we get, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, guys. Um, but it looks like uh, it's EPA, EPO. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, you can't really uh, hide that, uh, Marco. Um, that's kind of a, a malicious violation of the rules uh, with EPO in the system. Why don't you go ahead and uh, break this down for us, Marco? Let's throw it to you. Uh, what do you think about the TJ situation, and um, how much do you think this affects his legacy? Uh, when I am in Argentina, we got a petrol free farmer. Hey, I'm going to stop you right there, Marco. I'm going to stop you right there real quickly. Are you moving around your house because you're breaking up again? Wherever you were before when the signal was great, can you go back to yeah. that place, please? Uh, how about now? Okay, yeah. yeah. Please start again in and three, two, your, one. Yeah. Put your uh, left arm so up in the air. When it comes to TJD, let's show, you know, his legacy. And I'm going to cry for me, Argentina, because we got a plethora of... We got a plethora of uh, freaking fighters, the um, former champions that have hot, and uh, it, like enter George Barnett, Alistair Overeem, Leo Machida, Tito, the Beatle Belfort, Chel Sonnen, John Jones, Anderson Silva, and the list goes on and on and on and on. That their legacies has not been really affected that much, man. I mean, as soon as long as they come back and they start wrecking house again, and depend on their level of popularity and fame. They usually recover pretty well, man. Now, it's going to be tarnished, yeah, because people are always going to mention the fact, hey, you pop up for EPL. Uh, and it is what it is, man. Uh, I am a little bit upset about the fact that DJ Dillashaw, that by the way, his blood has been thicker than freaking pencil oil because not only he trains at elevation, but he's doing EPO now. Holy shit. Uh, it, the New York State Athletic Commission gave him a one-year suspension. And I, that should have been the end of it, but then you said I doubled down. I gave him a two-year suspension. So if I was TJ Dillashaw, his lawyer, I would be fighting that two-year suspension, accepting the New York Athletic Commission suspension. But people are, you know, thinking that you said is the end on bill. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think about. It. I'm a little bit disappointed with TJ Dillashaw. So I thought of him the, the war, you know, excellent fighter, excellent freaking technique. Uh, but also, it's kind of sort of uh, funny that Cody Galvin kind of sort of pronosticated this, that uh, he accused him like years ago that Dillashaw uh, was an APO. So, Galvin, if you knew, how the hell did you know you told him in? Is that shit going on on freaking uh, alpha male? Because you knew, you told us, you know? It's not like it was a secret that somebody told you. Cody Garbrandt? I don't know. Yeah. The whole scene is so, so ugly. And, uh, 
he's going to be away for two years. You know, he doesn't want to fight it. And then uh, when he goes back, he's going to be mid, in his mid-30s, 35 years old. So he might come back and uh, still be good, or he might not. Uh, yeah, it's a little, it sucks for the division, but we got Seguro versus Moraes to clean up the mess. And we are lucky, I tell you, we are lucky that Seguro beat Dillashaw on the first ESPN fight because exactly. if Dillashaw would have won, with it being a champ champ right now, and these things would have popped up, it would have been a real black eye. At, at the end of the day, it's still a bad look, but it's not as bad. So take it for what it is, man. He's going to serve two years. And uh, we're we're all scratching our heads. His legacy is tarnished now because he's going to be the EPO guy. But let's not forget there has been plenty of other champions and champions, of current champions that have fought hard, and we still watch them fight and we still sing the word of them for his work. Yeah, i.e. Anderson Silva. And I was going to give you props for uh, having said that, um, but, of course, uh, you brought it up before I could. But you did mention that on a previous show, Marco. You know, what uh, if TJ Dillashaw uh, did win? I mean, where would we be right now? Uh, Pammy, um, I'm going to move to you because I know uh, we are swiftly running out of time with you on the show, and I don't oh, want to okay. rush you. But I Well, I don't know because, first of all, how <laughs> did – how, how did um, anybody know that he was on that? that that's an, it's something that's injected. So how would you know? And how did uh, Cody know? So, you know, the thing about it, he, he's running his mouth. To me, it's like uh, you need to watch your mouth because guess who they're going to be looking at next? The, micro, the microscope is going to be on them. Now, as for TJ, man, I really liked him. And I, I really, you know, you know, I hated when they were, you know, all, you know, calling him a snake in the grass and stuff like that because, he had left to better himself, and and he did. But um, you know, I, I don't hate him. I, I I really don't know how I feel about him, but I really did like him. So I, I don't know how his comeback is going to be because you know you've seen the fight game. You know, when you're gone a year, I mean, a lot of progress happens in, in a year. A lot, of, you know, what's going to happen in two years? Like I said, in two years, Henry Cejudo might even get laid in two years. So you know. Wow. wow, wow, wow. That wow. No, but it's just a sad situation, I think. It's just an unfortunate situation because uh, he was uh, really fun to watch. Break out the red panties. <laughs> nice one. Here's the tough part, and I think Pam and, and both Marco have spelled it out, sort of. I, I think Marco was a little too light on him. I think so was Pam, and just in terms of EPO is naturally produced in the liver, it is, but not sure. to that extent. You have to, like Pam said, you have to inject it. Guys, this isn't, this isn't a thing of, oh, poor guy, he, he, he bought, he, you know, he went no, to GSP and bought water. some. No. <laughs> right. This is him putting it in his ass with the needle sticking out, a la Jose Canseco, Lance Armstrong, who at least was man enough to admit it, and, and so are all these people. Listen, he's 33 years old. He's going to be 35 when he comes back. And, oh, by the way, he weighs 135 pounds. I think it's done. And, and to blame, put him in the same realm. And, and, unfortunately, you know what? It's not the same. It's not like for like, guys. This is someone EPO, guys. That's not the best person for growing Norman. Then we got John Jones with the picograms, the, the Terano ball. That is a, a steroid oh, that was used back in the freaking 60s. You know? Uh, I mean, the TRT tour, we know about him. He's yeah. the worst, man. Uh, well, let me ask something. Are... I, I had read something earlier, and it was talking about 
all his fight. What happens to all the fights? All his previous fights are those going to be? Nothing happens to um, them, Pam. Let, uh, let me get that. Okay. Let me let me weigh in for a second, guys. Okay. Because I haven't weighed in yet. I don't think anything happens to mm-hmm. TJ's legacy. Uh, I just I think that you we only if okay your if this was happening to you, Pam. Would you mm-hmm. want to? Would you want us to take into account everything that your teammate was saying, or everything that you know didn't come up on any tests? This is the only test that has passed, uh, popped positive. And right. to be honest with you guys, I really feel for him. I think in this era, if you would have asked me two years ago what I thought about T.J. Dillashaw popping positive for EP, P, EPO, I would have put him. I would have put his, you know. I would have put his neck in a noose and I would have hung him from a tree not to, uh, you know, uh, trigger anybody, but I would have, I would have been right on you guys' side. I would have been said, let's, let's, let's roast him. But I think in this era, when the guys are under so much pressure, I mean, you're only, if you're a champion guys, that's where you're making money. If you're not a champion, and I've said this previously on the show, so, for long-time listeners, I apologize for repeating myself, but these guys aren't getting paid money unless they're at the top. And the pressure to stay at the top, I think, has to be so great that, I mean, even we see baseball players doing this. We see NBA players doing this. We see uh, football players doing this. Everybody is trying to get an advantage, man. And, again, I don't think that T.J. Dillashaw needs to come back after two years. I think that he proved that he was a good fighter. You know, it, it might it might actually behoove um, us to think about giving these uh, athletes a little bit of uh, recovery time and a little bit of recovery juice to give them a little bit of an extra recovery. Maybe Miracle Crow Cop has that right. You know, I mean, he's 50, 60, you know, 50. I don't know how old he is now, but he's getting up there. And and uh, he says, of course, <laughs> Pam, with the jokes. I love it. I think that we got to give these guys a little bit of uh, leeway, especially in the off season, to recoup their bodies. Um, I don't like the TJ Dillashaw. Hang on one second, Marco, and then I'll get you in. I don't like the TJ Dillashaw did this. I don't condone it at all. I, I really condone the actions, though. You know, from the beginning, he owned it. He knew what he had done. And when you look at him on Joe Rogan, Marco, you look at the interview that he did in Joe Rogan right now uh, and, and, and how he was pumping up his, his team. And then to have this pop, uh, pop hot for EPO, it's really a bad look. Marco? So isn't it ironic that, you know, a, a, week, a, a week ago, we were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because everybody thought, that it was going to be something related to a diuretic for the, because of the wake up. Exactly. The, the, right. The, That's the, where the, we were. Think about mm-hmm. it because yeah. in EPO, it, it took us all by surprise. It kind of like shocking, but with the all allegations of Kim Alpha male, and uh, also surprising that they don't test for EPO that often. It's like a in very yeah. like rare cases they take because supposedly the test is too expensive. I I, I will think that you might want to make that a standard test for now on, at least for championship fights and uh, main events, if you make it a standard, you know, start testing for EPO. I, I, I'm just saying. And I'm just saying that he's not the first per, uh, athlete to pop in the UFC. 
uh, for EPO. So let's not hold it too much against them. Uh, quickly, guys, before we get out of here, I want to give a shout-out to Ross Pearson. Uh, he retired this week yeah. from MMA after his last loss uh, in the UFC. And, uh, you know, DJ Tony has been saying this for years, um, that Ross Pearson needs to do it. And it's great mm-hmm. that he's going to roll off into the sunset and actually live a good life. I think uh, I wish him best of luck. And uh, let's throw to you, Pammy. Um Spotlight, or sorry, not Spotlight, but you got a Guilty Pleasure of the Week. you got a Twitter follow of the week. Uh, well, what you got going on here on the exit? Well, I'm, I'm still, I, I, finished watch, I finished watching my ship's creek, but I wanted to uh, mention something real quick. Uh, you all know I'm not a big Artem fan, but I don't know if you saw him on Ariel Helwani today. Um, I really not. liked what he had to say. I mean, he really had some good points about fighters and their contracts and I, I like him when he's not around Connor. When he's Artem, he is actually pretty awesome. But uh, listen, well, uh, catch him on the Ariel Helwani show. It was uh, pretty good what he had to say. And let's remember that Artem was the only guy in that uh, Connor video that was, you know, kind of cringing at what Connor was doing, um, even though Connor was coming to his aid. Uh, so thanks, Pam, very much for that. Uh, DJ Tony, let's throw to you. Uh, do you got a guilty pleasure of the week? Uh, Twitter follow of the week? What you got, brother? So my guilty pleasure of the week, only because I've been watching this whole Laker saga, and shout out to Magic Johnson, who said, deuces, I messed this thing up. Now I'm going to leave. Shout out to the Lakers, who know how to ruin things. Uh, boy, boy, how the mighty have fallen. So uh, that's my guilty pleasure, is watching the poor Lakers. Sorry, Gigi and uh, Ghost. And uh, my Twitter follow of the week, guys, should be of no surprise. But, Pam, your guy Paul has been calling it. Shout out to Bullet, to the Bullet, Valentina Shevchenko, who's been getting in great shape, like always, for her fight. So my Twitter follow of the week, at Bullet. What is it, Bullet MMA? I just forgot what it is. Sorry. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> Bullet MMA, there. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Bullet, bullet MMA. Bullet <laughs> Sorry, Bullet guys. Swing. I forgot what it was. Let's isolate that one. Let's isolate that one. Bullet swing from now on. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, you've been posting a lot of, uh, you know, Val, uh, Valentina's uh, photos and, of course, her and her sister when they're uh, wearing bikinis. All right. Uh, Proteus's shower pick for this week is kind of tied into last week's recommendation that you watch the video. Uh, this one is, again, an old-school track. Uh, it's Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way? Probably oh, I love that uh, song. the best video of all time. Um, I love my, it. I, I, I was arguing with my wife about this uh, just the other day. She's like, why are you impressed with the lights above it? Oh, come on. It's the best video of all time. Really great video, it's great awesome. song. And, you know, Lenny Kravitz is just sexy. So that's uh, Proteus' shower pick for this week. Wonderful. Thank you, DJ Tony, for that. Marco, go ahead and get us out of here for this week. What's your guilty pleasure? What's your Twitter follow? What you got? So, after the fight on Saturday, nothing else mattered but the season finale of Game of Thrones starts on Sunday. Game of Thrones, baby! Season finale starts. We have to wait two years for this freaking last season. So, don't call me. Don't tweet me. I, I'm not talking to anybody. I gotta watch the first episode of the season finale. And uh, of course, on Saturday, I'm gonna join some fight. 
Buffalo Produce Winter is coming. The winter is here. The winter mm -hmm. is here. Follow Producer of Produce. Follow to it. I am DJ Tony. Follow Pana Pandora Box. Follow me at Maldon Marco. Follow the show at another MMA cast. Right on Radio Snacklehead. We're on Google Play, iTunes, and all the all the platforms. Black Talk Radio. Uh, fight this weekend. Early prelims on USC Fight Pass. Prelims proper and on ESPN. And then... The pay-per-view is on ESPN Plus pay-per-view exclusive. You cannot figure it out. You are not a hardcore. We better leave you guys. Catch you guys next week. Enjoy the fights. Tammy, it's just like that. We are out of here. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Shout out to Larone and, and Showtime for winning this event live.